Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Halbert, as we continue our 25th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is our Long Beach City Prosecutor, Doug Halbert. Doug, welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you for having me, Art. Our pleasure. Uh, Doug was first elected in 2010, re-elected in 2014, and has just announced that he will be a candidate for your third term in office. That would bring it to a total of 12 years. Uh, uh, so you obviously uh, are attracted to this job. Absolutely, and you have to run in order to serve as city prosecutor. So I just made that announcement, and I appreciate your mentioning that. And uh, most cities do not have a local prosecutor. Just speak to that for a moment. We, we're unique in having a, a local elected city attorney and city prosecutor. Well, every county has an elected district attorney in California. L.A. County is a little unique in that we have some older, larger cities so there are about nine cities in L.A. County that have their own uh, prosecutors, whether appointed or elected. Uh, I, I'm the only separately elected city prosecutor in California and in L.A. County. And why but, is that advantageous to a city to have their own prosecutor and on top of that have that prosecutor elected as, appointed, as opposed to appointed? Well, the reason that cities in L.A., many of them, have developed their own uh, prosecuting offices is L.A. County is 10, mil 10 million people. And if you're trying to get the attention of the district attorney on a local issue, it's very, very difficult. And the reason, uh, it's a historical reason, but Long Beach a long time ago decided it would be better to have a separate office for the city attorney than the city prosecutor. It creates a separation of powers that I think probably benefits us uh, more than if they were combined in the same office. There would be some conflicts of interest. That's why it developed that way in uh, Long Beach. So your office prosecutes misdemeanors here in town, whereas if your office did not exist, it would be the DA who would handle the misdemeanors. Correct. And the district attorney still handles felonies in Long Beach, but all adult misdemeanors in Long Beach are handled by the city prosecutor's office. And particularly things like code enforcement would be something that you could focus on. We, we do handle code enforcement, but actually very few of our cases are code enforcement, less than 1%. Most of our cases involve uh, driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, uh, battery, vandalism, uh, domestic violence, uh, things like that. Theft cases, drug possession cases. Those are the majority of our cases. And you have uh, created uh, 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 an enlightened view of the portfolio of, of your powers uh, and gotten involved in diversion. Tell us about that. Well, our office has been uh, the origin of a number of diversion programs. Most recently, we started the uh, PATH program, which is a jobs-based diversion program, moving cases for first-time low-grade offenders between the ages of 18 and 24, try to move those cases out of court and into 
job skills, job training, job placement services. The goal is to help a person on their trajectory. Imagine if you're young and you get a conviction for something minor like a petty theft, that may make it harder for you to get a job ever. It may affect the rest of your career. But if you can take that person, have them learn from that experience, give them some type of job training so they don't commit that petty theft again, you're actually changing the trajectory of a life. And it's unique for the criminal justice system to do it in the way that we are doing it. And you can use the uh, carrot of removing that misdemeanor conviction if they successfully complete the diversion program? Absolutely. We can actually do it pre-filing, which means there's no record of a filing in court for certain cases. And if they complete the program, that case will never get filed. We also have the discretion, if a case gets filed, to dismiss the case if they, if they complete a, a program. So we have both, both tools in our, our toolbox, and we're, we're using them right now for 18 to 24-year-olds. Uh, this, this, this program has actually gotten a lot of attention across the country. The Department of Justice and the Department of Labor are looking at this as a model for other cities. And I saw the video that you were kind enough to forward that indicated that uh, the, the mind, the brain, is not fully formed until the age of 25, so that uh, the judgment that uh, people have beneath that uh, is something that's in flux, mm -hmm. and it makes a lot of sense to try and change a life where a mistake was made by a youngster. You're absolutely right, and for 200 years, we've been uh, drawing a line at the age of 18. You're an adult the day you turn 18. You are deemed under the law to be re responsible and accountable for all of your actions. But as criminal justice evolves, as science evolves, we have to relook at these things. So our program really looks at 18 to 24 year olds a little different because brain science tells us the part of the brain that is still developing the ability to make good judgment, good decisions, uh, is still formulating. So there, are, there is a difference between an 18 year old, a 19 year old, and a 20 year old, and say a 40 year old. Uh, and we're just trying to use science to better inform our decisions as prosecutors. I'm just thinking maybe we should apply that to voting. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. But it is worth a thought. If it, so the, the, uh, this medical uh, uh, advancement of understanding of how the brain works does affect and should affect uh, our legislative uh, agenda. Well, not only is there uh, less culpability with a young person, but there's also an opportunity. They're still amenable to change. Uh, they're still formulating their own value system. So if you catch them young enough, and again, try to change that trajectory, you could change uh, outcomes over the life uh, term of their life. I suspect you're going to try and keep statistics on, on the outcomes of uh, the people that go into the diversion program. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're capturing a lot of data. Pacific Gateway is our partner, and they've been doing this for years helping young uh, people find jobs. Right. This is just the first time a criminal prosecuting agency has partnered with a workforce investment uh, board in order to, uh, to come up with a program like this. Very, Very unique program. Very exciting. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. 
To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach. Thinking outside the docks. Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. We're back and doing this wonderful conversation with our city prosecutor, Doug Halbert. Doug, uh, gangs have, are and have been a serious problem in Long Beach, certainly as long as I've been here, 40 years. Mm -hmm. We've had approximately 5,000 gang members out of our 500,000 population. One percent of our city are gang members. And we've been trying to address it in a variety of ways. You have some imaginative problems, but give us your overall take on gangs. Uh, well, gangs have changed a lot, actually, in, in recent years, and it was a few years ago that the, uh, the Department of Justice estimated that 48% of all violent crime across the country is gang-related. So as you cited, around 1% of our population is gang-related, but if that 1% is responsible for about half of all violent crime, the FBI went on to say up to 90% of, uh, in urban areas, of all violent crime is gang-related. So that tells us focusing on that very, very small group of individuals can uh, reap huge benefits uh, for public safety. So our office came up with a gang prevention strategy, which is really a three-part strategy. And, and the first part, of course, we want to do the best, most effective gang suppression that we can do using technology, in fact, using a local technology company, Laserfish. It's a global company, but it's based here in Long Beach. They've worked with us to push information out to gang officers and patrol officers who are out there trying to, trying to enforce gang court orders. We've increased the arrest and prosecution of the active, dangerous gang members in Long Beach by 700% in a short period of time using technology. So on the suppression side, we're doing things a little better. And your office was different. very imaginative in creating gang injunctions uh, that make it a crime for a person to congregate in certain areas if they're uh, uh, an acknowledged gang member, and then you can uh, stop them uh, when you see a violation. And, and that's actually one of the things that has changed a lot in recent years. We are seeing the presence of gang members. Uh, it's hardly visible at all now compared to where we were 10 years ago. So our gang court order program has actually helped a lot, and that's the suppression side. But our, what I think is really uh, effective is not just 
not only suppression. Suppression alone is not going to stop our gang problem. We've also been focused on intervention. If you really want to stop the growth of gangs in the long term, stop them from being able to recruit new members. And keeping kids in school, especially kids in at-risk neighborhoods, keeping them in school every single day, get them to graduation, they're not going to be gang involved uh, at all. So we can starve the gangs of new members. And that's one of the reasons your office has been very aggressive in prosecuting uh, truancy because if you keep them in school, they're less likely to become gang members. Well, and actually, we don't actually prosecute those cases. We do bring them into the office to find out the reason for the truancy. But 95% of the time, no case is ever filed because when we meet with the family, show them the benefits of regular attendance, show them the benefits of graduation, uh, we actually get a, gr a great deal of cooperation. We give them support because the goal is not to prosecute anyone, it's to get the kids uh, to school. And the third part of our gang prevention strategy is what we call the rehabilitation prong of our strategy. And that is working with people who are ready to leave the gang life. In the past, we've just been prosecuting them. We didn't have a handout to say, look, when you're ready to leave the gang life, we're, we're going to be here to help you. So my office is actually doing tattoo removal, free tattoo removal for right. former gang members. Sure. How are they going to get a job? How are they going to leave the gang and get a legitimate job when they have the name of their gang tattooed on their ear or their forehead or their cheek? And that's really a, a sign that they're serious about getting out of that Absolutely. life. Absolutely. I think it's somewhat painful to remove a tattoo. But, but when they're ready to leave the gang life, I think police and prosecutors need to be there to help them. And that three-prong approach, it's not just suppression, it's not only intervention, it's not only rehabilitation, it's that three-prong three approach that is comprehensive enough and strategic enough to make a difference, and it is making a difference here in Long Beach. And what about a fourth prong after the tattoo removal, helping finding them a job? Well, that's part of that whole rehabilitation uh, process. We have helped them find jobs. Uh, we've also assisted with expungements for people who have left the gang life. Uh, in fact, there are a number of jobs locally here in the ports, uh, in, in different areas, that, that will take people who have had a criminal past uh, because they need, they need workers. And these are good jobs. Some of these jobs are very, very good skilled work. Uh, we've seen a lot of successful people come out of that, that gang life. That's very, very important for the success and future of Long Beach. And so you're able to use the tools of the prosecutor's office, which is the, the threat of prosecution or uh, uh, not removing a, a prior conviction, to, to get these young men and women into socially useful uh, behavioral patterns. Well, absolutely. They're still part of the society. Uh, we still need to deal with people, even if they have, if they've left the gang life and they're sitting at home doing nothing. You know, that's a wasted asset. It's a wasted life. We have to help these people. They're part of our community. Uh, so we're very, very forceful on the suppression side, but we also have to be there for the other elements to make this uh, work in its entirety. Before we leave this subject in this segment, uh, let's talk for a moment about sex trafficking because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't realize that this is a major problem mm -hmm. in LA County and in Southern California generally and gangs are very much involved and profit from sex trafficking. You know, as our Sheriff Jim McDonald said uh, a while ago, we have seen a shift from the sale of drugs to the sale of human lives in the form of sex trafficking. Gang members have realized you sell a drug and your product is gone, you have to replenish. You can sell a, a girl over and over and over again. So gangs have shifted some of their, their profit centers into sex trafficking. Here in Long Beach, we've approached this. When, you know, it used to be when someone was detained for prostitution, they might get a ticket, they might get arrested. Well, now we're looking at that person as a potential sex trafficking victim. So an adult woman uh, who is detained for prostitution, we're starting to ask questions. How did you get here? You know, what services do you need? 
uh, to get out of this life. And we're finding that there is a lot of gang activity behind it. But separating that woman or that girl from that life is not easy. There's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of psychological conditions that make separating them very, very, very difficult. But we found that by offering counseling and other services, uh, we can actually change that. Plus, once they get the counseling, many of them will actually provide evidence against their pimps. And so Don Canavi, uh, who was uh, leading the charge for this before he got termed out, uh, said there is no such thing as a child prostitute. No 10-year-old right. voluntarily goes into this. Uh, and so the whole, the whole approach was wrong. But, well, at, between Don Canabi and, and Jim McDonald, we have two national leaders that, are, that have really brought attention to this problem and have really helped us, help, yeah. helped us uh, attack that problem. Excellent. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Come fairies, villains, and witches fell. Knights, heroes, lords, and queens. There are songs to sing and tales to tell. Flavor, savor, wondrous scene. We are all unique, yet this we share. A home at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. To all the world's creatures, great and small, huzzah, and welcome to you all. Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Opens weekends April 8th through May 21st. Charter Our Community, along with our partners at Rebuilding Together, have helped more than 1,100 homeowners in the communities Charter serves, and we're helping more every day. Everything is fantastic. I can't believe it. At Charter, we're committed to improving the places people call home and ensuring that families live in safe and suitable housing. It's just a big blessing for me. Couldn't do it by myself. Visit CharterOurCommunity.com for helpful home safety tips or for information on how you can get involved. We're back with our city prosecutor, Doug Halbert. This is the Up Close and Personal segment. Uh, Doug uh, got his BA in political science from UC uh, Santa Barbara and then got his law degree from McGeorge. Uh, uh, he is the, currently the president of the LA County Prosecutors Association. Well done. And chairman of the Mothers Against Drunk Driving. You don't look like a mother against drunk driving. <laughs> well, you don't have to be a mother to join clearly, that. Yeah. Clearly not. But, uh, uh, give us a sense of your, the evolution of your thinking as a prosecutor. I mean, we normally think of prosecutors are, you know, tough guys that go in there, prosecute the bad guys and go home and have a martini. And, and you have a different approach or it has evolved over time to a different approach. That's right. I don't drink martinis. <laughs> uh, 
you know, these seven years that I've been in office have been a fascinating time. The criminal justice system has changed dramatically from the introduction of body cameras to the looking at implicit biases, uh, disproportionate uh, outcomes for uh, minorities incarcerated. Uh, this, this has just been a fascinating time. Uh, laws are changing rapidly. In fact, I would say there's been more change in the last few years in the criminal justice system in California than the 30 years uh, prior to that. Wow. So there's been a lot of changes, and, and my, you know, my view is the prosecutor is uniquely situated in the, in the midst of all these changes. Uh, the prosecutor uh, has, has a unique role in the justice system, but we also have credibility. Um, we have the, the Credibility respect. with the public. With the public and with law with enforcement. The yes. With the courts, um, with the general public, absolutely. And I had not seen prosecutors really use um, that, that position. You know, in a way, we're in the catbird seat in the criminal justice system, but are we using that prominence in order to effectuate positive change? And by the way, if we're not the ones advocating for change, there will be changes made by others who are not uh, as well-versed in criminal justice, who do not have public safety necessarily at the forefront of, of their, their minds. So here in, in Long Beach and in L.A. County, and, and Jackie Lacey, our district attorney, is a wonderful partner in this, in this area. We really are looking at the criminal justice system differently now than we ever have before. You know, the prosecutor's role was viewed very narrowly. Review a case, present charges in court, you know, seek a conviction in that court case, and then once a person is convicted, ask for an appropriate, usually the most serious sentence that you can get for that case. And then on to the next case. And then on to the next case. Um, that's a very narrow view of uh, a prosecutor's role, and we've really been broadening it to say, how do we make our community safer? And sometimes making our community safer looks like diversion. Sometimes it means keeping cases out of court. Sometimes it means reforming a person before they have a conviction. And you're a recognized national leader in diversion. Well, we're actually at a, at a wonderful opportunity. You know, here in California, there have been a lot of changes in the law, and that's forced us, uh, you know, the prosecutors in California, to look at our jobs differently. But certainly the programs that we have introduced here in, in California, whether it's uh, gang court orders or innovative diversion programs that put people at wor to work instead of incarcerating them, it's really being looked at in Washington, D.C. In fact, uh, the Obama administration's My Brother's Keeper uh, program has seen some of the things we're doing is actually beneficial in the evolution of criminal justice. And we've gotten a lot of attention. We've gotten grant funds for Long Beach as a result of these pilot programs. So it's benefited us locally, but what we're doing locally really is being watched on a national level. Well, let me ask the $64 question. Have we or will we be seeing metrics that indicate the pro these programs are working and the number of gang members in Long Beach begins to decline. Well, we're already seeing gang-related uh, crime dropping. Um, gang-related crime is, has been going down. And, but by the way, it's been going down for, for a number of years. We are seeing an uptick uh, in, in crime in some areas across the state, which is largely due to, I think, some well-intentioned but poorly executed changes in the law from, from uh, Prop 47, AB 109. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that the idea behind it uh, had merit, but I think the way it was executed was extremely poor and has made the, the public less safe. But that's the environment in, w in which we, we live and in which we work. But that doesn't mean that we, we should not continue to look at ways of reforming the criminal justice system because some of those ideas are very, very good ideas. And just to give you an example, you know, drug laws had been, you know, going in one direction for many, many years. 
we're looking at uh, drug addiction now as a systemic problem, and we're trying to address it. As a it. medical problem as opposed to a legal problem? Well, well the cure is not necessarily um, incarceration. The cure is a medical cure. If we can focus on the root cause of the mental illness, the root cause of the substance abuse, many people have co-occurring substance abuse and, and mental illness. If we look at the core causes of it and try to address that core cause, maybe we can prevent that person from cycling through the justice system for the next five or ten years, saving taxpayers money, freeing up space in our jails for the, for the criminals that need to be incarcerated. I just think it's a, it's a smart way to look at, uh, at the justice system. For years we've been asking, is this soft on crime or, or tough on crime? But now we're asking, is this particular idea smart on crime? It's wow. about time we, we've gotten there. Well said. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Come fairies, villains, and witches fell. Knights, heroes, lords, and queens. There are songs to sing and tales to tell. Flavor, savor, wonder, scene. We are all unique, yet this we share. A home at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. To all the world's creatures, great and small, huzzah, and welcome to you all. Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Opens weekends April 8th through May 21st. I think uh, Long Beach is very fortunate to have a prosecutor of the quality of Doug Halbert. He's uh, been in for nearly two terms, running for a third term, uh, is well regarded throughout the state and in fact the country for imaginative diversion programs and, uh, and Long Beach is lucky to have its own elected city prosecutor as we discussed at the beginning of the show. So Doug, any final words you want to say to our folks? Well, thank you for having me on the show. I mentioned earlier 
that uh, this is an interesting time in the criminal justice no. system and that prosecutors um, have a unique sit, seat uh, in the criminal justice system. But I also have to say being the Long Beach City prosecutor is a fascinating position to be in during this time. There's a lot of uh, things happening in Long Beach. The, the city is transforming as well as the criminal justice system. So it's just an honor to be in this position. Uh, it's an honor to be on your show and to be your friend. Uh, but to be in this position at this time in this city uh, is really just a unique experience for me. Uh, and I want to thank you. I want to thank the, the people here in Long Beach and the people that watch your show for all the support our office have, has received. Uh, and I hope to continue that work. You bet. And uh, wish you uh, all Godspeed with your important work and that of your office. Thank you, Art. Okay, thanks for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.